having been transported to the infinite realm of the Mad King Hestia, one of the Valor aspects the group seeks to destroy, they've faced two nightmares now, and as they're plunged into the third, a strange village of pox-ridden folk now form a mob around them. Pitchforks and sides, glowing in distant torchlight, coming closer and closer, as Brynir sits with the king himself at the bottom of a well. We're gonna go right to there. Does Brynir lax his grip at all after the king stops struggling? After this attempted drowning? I'm gonna say no. Yeah, by the way you said attempted, it doesn't make me it doesn't make me feel like that was very final. Well, I didn't say no because of that. I said no because this guy's come back to life about a bazillion times, so if by chance that I can be holding him, if he comes back alive, I feel like it'd be easier. He does start to struggle again then, and he is going to uh, try to unrestrain himself from your grasp. That is a 24. And this is with strength, right? Mm-hmm. Dang it, I also got a 24. So then nothing changes. He's still restrained. Back up top the well... A mob starts to gather on the edges of this village as you see different huts and whatnot put to torch. They're burning their own village? Is that what's happening? It would seem so, with you in it. Rolandir yells down into the well. Brynja, you best get back up here. I don't know if you can do this by yourself if you'll need assistance, but we have an issue coming towards us. Well, the king's still not dead. All right, then we'll bring him back up with you. Vamak, do you think you can help him? Yes, I can assist him. And Vamak takes a rope out and lowers it down. Sorry, I'm trying to think of how I'm going to carry this guy, which I'm assuming is flailing. Easy. Tie the rope around his neck. You can climb up the rope. Vamak will pull him up. <laughs> I can Bigby's <laughs> hand you guys out of there. You can do that. Don't me just to scoop you? Sure. Scoop okay. him. Scoop him. So this is, I want to flavor it this way. Vamok lowers a rope. Val sees this, walks over, and just, like, arrogantly casts Bigby's hand and reaches it down in there to, to lift them up. And the king and Brynir come to the lip of the well, carried aloft by a ethereal hand. Thank you. And the king is like, thank you, thank you, I couldn't stand it. I can't stand it. He doesn't deserve this. He doesn't deserve this. How do we get out of here? And the king starts to convulse in his sobbing. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna dump Brynir out of the scoop and then just tighten a fist around the king and hang on to that, that slippery dude. He is still just sobbing uncontrollably, speaking incoherently. Did, when, when the hands scooped them, I'm assuming this well isn't very large, right? It probably did bring the bloated corpse oh, with no. it. Oh no. I was gonna say, <laughs> did it, did the corpse come with them? Yes. All right. As the corpse comes up, Rolander's going to stab his sword into the corpse. There's a big release of air that's so disgusting you almost need to vomit. Actually, I'm going to make you do a constitution save. All right, great. It's a big old... <laughs> <laughs> I got a nat 20 for 26. All right, you are able to hold down that puke as this nastiness just escapes from this corpse that you puncture. And the king, seeing you do this, is like, you desecrate him! You desecrate him more! After stabbing the body and almost passing out vomiting, Rolandier sees the oncoming mob. Are they getting closer, setting things ablaze? They are, and they're coming down every street. Great. 
They easily number in the hundreds. King Hestia, would you finally do us all a favor and kill yourself? And the king is just sobbing. He's like, he deserves better. These monsters, he deserves better. He deserved better than you. You did this to them. You turned your own people against you. And now, look at you. A sniveling coward of a man, too afraid to take matters into his own hands and right the wrongs that he has done. Pitiful. And King Hestia is still just sobbing. We had such a service plan. My boy. Oh, my poor boy. What is the proper protocol for burial services here in your culture? I mean, he's kin. Oh, I forgot. Okay, then I know them. Great. <laughs> what are they, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let you decide. Oh, okay. Can it be cremation? I like that. Yeah, it's nothing out of the ordinary. Like, the, the kin are very down-to-earth, so practical. They wouldn't waste space with a graveyard. Yeah, no. Val will, around the corpse, scratch some religious symbols into the ground around it. And then fireball seems like a bad idea. I will have me and my simulacrum scorching Ray the corpse at the same time. Okay. As you finish carving these symbols into the ground, the mob growing closer and closer, their shouts intensifying. You and your simulacrum set the corpse ablaze as it quickly disintegrates into ash that floats into the air. As this ash spreads, more ash than there was in this body fanning out from this point, it seems to cover the village. And as it passes by these homes and over this dirt, they fade back away into this nothingness, into this white expanse. And as the ash washes over the coming mobs, they too join the ranks of this wind and are swept away into nothing. Hestia is still there on his hands and knees because I assume that broke Bigby's hand. And as the king stands to his feet, he he's muttering to himself. He's like, the, the, the hunger, the fall, the bitter, the, the blade. And he points to collectively behind you all where this ash then coalesces to form a very large figure of an elfkin carrying an enormous executioner's axe, their face covered by a black hood. And the king starts to scramble and flee once more. Vimark is going to cast Hold Person. It's a wisdom saving throw. That is a 10. Well, the number to beat was 18, so... So he's paralyzed for up to a minute. Yep. So as the king tries to run away, Vamak just extends his hand, and in mid-step, the king freezes and falls <laughs> over. And you hear the king start to scream, and he's like, No, I must get away! Vamak, you seem to know a bit more about the history of this man than I do. Was he executed? And then a big old axe buries itself in Rolandir's back. Does a... 28 hit. Oh, you you betcha. Okay. Total 22. As this axe buries itself in Rolandir's back, dealing 22 damage to you. And Rolandir screams out in pain as 
he clearly forgot about this <laughs> masked executioner sneaking up behind him to ask this question to Bamak. <laughs> and he falls to his knees, slightly buckling beneath the axe's pressure and will attempt to maneuver out of the way. All right. Then Rolandir will take the first initiative slot with that action. The executioner will go last. How far am I able to get away? As far as your movement. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to go the full moon. I'm just going to move like 15 feet. All right. As you move out of range, he makes a second attack on you. An attack of opportunity, one may say. 22. Yup. And as his axe swings against the bottom of your back for another 20 damage. And Rolandir hobbles away. Brynir, being close to the king and seeing that Rolandir was just attacked by this executioner. Brynir goes over to the king and goes to pick him up and move him closer to the executioner. And I do it very swiftly and I put him right there. All right, you pick up the king and you scurry back to the executioner and you stand up King Hestia right in front of him. And I back up if possible. Player three. Vamak is going to ready an action so that if anybody attacks him, he's going to immediately eldritch blast him away with <laughs> yeah. his finger crossbows. <laughs> <laughs> Mick is at 21 HP right now, so mm. yeah, Mick, <laughs> Mick really wants to just move as far away as possible, to be honest. So that's what Mick would do on their turn, but I don't know if somebody wants no, to No, that's what Val was going to do. Val was going to disengage. So Mick's turn, I cast Cure Wounds on myself. Roll for it. Okay, so I got 11. So then Mick touches his wounds and they knit back together for 11 hit points. And then Mick will run 30 feet away from the Executioner. All right, last player. Val is going to back up 30 feet with the Simulacrum, 35 feet, excuse me, and also ready in action that if, if we get attacked again... My simulacrum and I are casting greater invisibility on each other. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then the executioner steps forward, pushes King Hestia aside, and swings its axe at Brynir. Sweet. I figured you know it was the long shot. All right. With his first swing, that hits. Are we sure about that? Yes, because it is a critical hit. That'll be 36 damage. Uh, is that slashing damage, or what kind of damage? Slashing. Okay. What's half of 36? 18. Sweet. And then his second attack, that also hits, for 17 damage. Cool. And then he makes a strange scream as the eyes beneath the hood glow a bright red. And this wall of psychic energy just batters against all five of you. If you will please do, you may choose wisdom or charisma. Saving throw? Yes. Everyone who's within 10 feet of me gets plus five, so... Of course I moved 35 feet away. Curse me. <laughs> I got a nine. I rolled a three, but with your plus five and my one and charisma, that's... Uh... Is your wisdom better? No, my wisdom is zero. Oh. Vamok got a 29. Mick got calc 20. Rolandir got 19. Uh, Val got a 16. Everyone but Brynir is able to shake it off. Brynir is now frightened. 
You have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the executioner is in sight and you cannot move closer to it willingly. Wait a second. I'm actually going to re-roll mine because that's a power. Oh, that one is significantly better. Is it higher than 15? It's 24. Then you're not frightened. And that's the end of its turn. Back to the top. Well, also, I have, if that didn't work, I also have Aura of Courage, which means while I am conscious, me and friendly creatures within 10 feet of me can't be frightened. Oh, yes. All right, so none of you are frightened from the effects, and King Hestia then stands, shaking off the paralyzation from Hold Person, and begins to run away past the Executioner. Brynir wants to try to grab the Executioner's axe. You can use a weapon attack to knock a weapon or another item from the target's grasp. Then you make an attack roll contested by the target's strength or dexterity. So it's a contest. So what did you get? 25. You knock the Executioner's axe out of its hands, and it clatters onto the ground. Okay, I'm assuming I can pick it up. No, probably not. Dang. Is that the end of Brynir's turn? Yeah. Okay. Can Val go? Yeah. Sweet. Okay, um, Invisival, because that effect was definitely triggered, um, <laughs> is going to cast Bigby's hand at uh, my good friend, the King Hestia, and try to grapple him. Just give, give him a good scoop. Okay, what do I need to do? Uh, it's, it'll be a contest. Let me look up the hand stats. Okay, Hestia got a 24. That's pretty good. Is he medium size? He is. I rolled so bad. <laughs> he definitely succeeds. So he's not grappled, but Bigby's hand is hanging out. He squirms his way through the fingers of this large hand and continues his sprint. I hate him. You know what? <laughs> Simulacrum's going to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Two okay. Bigby's hands. That is a nine. Uh, the, the Simulacrum got a 25. <laughs> Okay, so a second hand, just after Hestia has a large, triumphant smile on his face, smacks into him and then picks him up, restraining him. That's it for Val. Okay, I got something. The mock, seeing the king get away, deciding to just let him run after also seeing two massive Big B's hands, you know, swiping away at the guy. His face becomes much more gaunt, um, much more skeletal in nature. You know, his hands and his flesh in general looks like it's starting to rot and to decay as Vamak will use a bonus action to go into his form of dread. Ooh. Which just gives him, like, some bonuses. But mostly, now, he is immune to Frightened, uh, but I guess he was anyway. He's going, you know, he's going to go tried and true. He's going to Eldritch Blast this Executioner three times, not going to push him ten feet away each time, but he will be making three rolls. All right, the lowest he got was an 18. All of them hit. Okay, they all hit. All right. All three of these streaks of light come forth out of the mock and strike the Executioner where he stands, not knocking him away, but dealing 44 necrotic damage across the three of them. As each of those splash into him, just ripping apart this executioner's body with necrotic force, you see it stumble back, taking this damage like a champ, but inflicting some critical injuries for sure. That is Vamok's turn. 
Rolandir is 15 feet away from this executioner who has dropped his axe and now been struck several times by the monk. So, was it visible that, like, the impacts from Vamok were actually, like, causing damage to this being, or did it just seem like more force going into it? No, it caused damage. Okay. Then, yeah, Rolandir is going to swoop by this guy. He's going to pick up the axe that this executioner had from the ground, and he's going to continue on up to where the hand is holding the king. You make it to the king with the axe. Then that is Rolander's turn. And that leaves Mick. Okay, so Mick is within 30 feet of the executioner, so Mick is going to cast True Strike and is going to point his finger to the executioner and determine his defenses. As you gain this insight on your next turn, then you will have advantage on your first attack roll. Okay. The executioner then, who is still closest to it? Brynir. It goes into this, like, tackle bull rush and tries to knock Brynir off his feet. Let's do this, baby. Basically a strength contest. Well, that sucks. I'm pretty sure you won. I got a one and a two, so... Oh, oh. Then, as Brynir is knocked onto the ground, the executioner atop him, he continues to then pummel your face with one, two, three, four punches. Okay. Is that bludgeoning damage? It is. Okay. And all of those have hit. None of them have crit. For a total of 26 damage to your face. Total of 13 damage to my face. And then he lets out another one of these roars as another rippling wave of energy streaks out across this barren nothingness and impacts you all. Everyone who is not affected by Rolandir's aura has to make a wisdom or charisma saving throw. How wide is your aura? It's only 10 feet, and I'm 15 feet towards the king, so I don't know if anybody's affected by that. Well, except for V-Man. V-Man. Immune to oh. frightened. <laughs> What's the, the number to beat here? 15. Ha! Oh. 17! Uh, Mick got 11. So did Val! Oh, good! <laughs> Two 11s! Great! <laughs> so both Mick and Val, you will have disadvantage on checks and attack rolls when you can see the executioner and you cannot willingly move toward it. Um, so does that cancel out my... What did... Uh, gosh, what did... True strike? Your true strike? Mm-hmm. You will now not have advantage or disadvantage. Okay, cool. <laughs> because of that. And King Hestia is going to try to escape from this hand grapple. He can try. He got a 15. The hand got a 23. So he is still grappled, and it's back to the top. You know, I would. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do Brynir a solid here. Uh, also because I, I already rolled up my attack. Three more streaks of light in the form of Eldritch Blast <laughs> coming from Vamok's finger crossbows. The lowest I got was a 23, so I'm assuming all three of them hit. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And that's going to deal a total of 47 necrotic damage and. 
Can I have this executioner make a wisdom saving throw? Twelve. He did not save, and now, letting out a shriek of his own, Vamak makes the executioner frightened of him. <laughs> and with this shriek and the three eldritch blasts, it rips the executioner apart, who then falls to the ground in a ashen heap at wow. Brynir's feet. Wow. Oh. Vamok just straight up took that thing on. <laughs> Does the axe fall apart? No. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Can Val float... Well, the simulacrum, I guess, is the one who was successful. Uh, Bigby's hand float this dude over to be executed. Just, like, turn him <laughs> horizontal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's screaming all the while. <laughs> Pitifully. Yeah, as this hand turns the king into classic execution pose, Rolandir is going to hoist the axe above his head and let her fall. And as you bring the axe down, silencing King Hestia, the hand kind of uh, jolts as the body just falls to ash in there and the head rolls on away, coming to a bloody stop somewhere a few feet away from Rolandir. I thought you were just going to stop it somewhere. <laughs> Very descriptive. <laughs> As you're all standing around after this execution, the axe fades to ash in Rolandir's hands, and you hear a gross little spurt as what looks like a foot juts out of King Hestia's neck and then extends a little further until it's a full leg, and then a second one pops out, joining the other, until his full body, this disgusting, frail, naked form, flops out of his neck and then is covered with his decrepit royal robes once more. And he's just breathing very heavily, a puddle of blood at his feet, and he just falls onto his knees, and he says, The mercy! The mercy! And as if on cue, a picture of light, an almost angelic warmth, appears above the group, its soft golden rays coming down closer and closer as King Hestia continues to cry. And are these, like, markedly different tears than he had been crying the entire time we've been with him? He's smiling. Yeah, Rolander's gonna look up at this light feel the warmth on his face see what he sees and you go blind looks at <laughs> King Hestia <laughs> looks at Rolandir and says you will finally feel what I feel uh oh and then this picture of heavenly power is shattered as a knife breaks through it like glass above you, the light instantly fading to where, once again, you are in this dark plane, a dim spotlight, if anything, barely illuminating the ground at your feet as this glass shatters and breaks down as a spinning knife, identical to the one that King Hestia was first clutching in his grasp, sticks itself into the ground and tendrils of shadow begin to worm their way down from the sky and around the borders of this spotlight. As they brush up against your feet, your legs, your hands, it's 
cold. And each of you begin to hear incoherent whispers that slowly grow in volume and clarity, compelling you all to hurt yourselves, cut yourselves, to kill yourselves. As you see Hestia under the same tendrils, curling up into a fetal position, the knife a little bit in front of him. And there's just one knife? Yes. It's this rusty, flimsy thing that was there at the start. And we feel compelled to kill ourselves? That's what the whispers are saying. The voices. They haven't forced us to do anything yet. No. It's just voices. Rolandir hears himself. He hears Sindor. Brynir hears his father. He hears the village elder. Vamak hears his own voice. Val hears Katasandra, his parents, Lerotes. Mick hears Ifran, each of them individually appealing to some part of you, trying to convince you to take your own lives. Can Val walk over to the king? Yes. Okay. He's laying on the ground, right? He is. Okay. I'll kneel next to him. His hand is shaking, reaching out, kind of clutching for the dagger, groping for it, but it's still just barely out of his grasp. Is this what you deal with every day? (laughs) And he struggles to speak, but can't. Wouldn't you like to be free of it? You get this same whimpering response from him as he continues to grope for the dagger. I'll push it a little closer to him. His fingers find purchase and quickly pull it to him, and he clutches it with both hands once more to his chest in the exact same way that you first found him. And he just mumbles, Mercy, the nightmare, the mercy, the nightmare. Rising and looking back to the party, do we think perhaps now that he has changed skin that Imin will work on him or no? I mean, we can certainly try. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I don't know. Something about these, ah, these damn voices. Sorry. Um, As you begin to speak to each other, these shadows start to cloud the vision of the others, pushing them to the edges of your perception as a shadowy form for Val, Katasandra actually takes the place of where Rolandir just stood. You can clearly see that Rolandir is still there. He's just overlaid with this shadow. And the same thing happens for everyone else with different figures from their lives. So Mick... Hearing, I'm assuming that Mick sees Ifran now right in front of him. Walking beside you. Walking beside me? That's adorable. I love that. Okay, great. Um, so he sees Ifran next to him. He goes, buddy, I, I, what you're saying makes a lot of sense to me, especially right now. But I, I have a mission to complete. And so Mick continues forward and travels 30 feet towards the king. Okay, you, you reach the other's. Efron's voice still echoing in your ears as he admonishes you to spill your own blood. We are being told to kill ourselves. Perhaps we should try it. The king holds that dagger. Perhaps if one of us were to show him the way. Could be. And, like, as time goes on, are the shadows becoming more real and the reality is becoming more shadowy? Yes, and the shadows seem to take on color and form and more definite shape as they become almost just 
projections now of these figures. Then as Vamok's wispy voice kind of starts fading and these words come to Rolandir, he replies, I suppose it's worth a try. (laughs) I don't suppose you'd like to be the first. I very well could, but perhaps it might cheapen the experience if I were not to really die. But, very well, I will try. And Vamok draws a dagger, stabs it into his own heart. (laughs) Okay. Vamok starts to bleed to death. And you see King Hestia recoil and clutch the dagger closer to his chest and say, No, cannot, cannot. Is is the king always, like, is he still as clear as he was despite this kind of changes? Yes. Um, Vamok, uh, you have a lethal wound now. Cool. <laughs> Immediately upon seeing Vamok <laughs> mortally wound himself and the king not do anything about it, Rolander's going to rush over to where Val and the king are and... He's going to try to forcefully guide the king's own hands holding the dagger into his own heart. As you reach down and touch the king, your hands are burned for 11 damage. Vamok, because of that lethal wound in your chest cavity, you will take 15 points of damage every minute until you are unconscious or dead. That's fine. So was Rolandir unsuccessful? Yeah, like, could I fight through the burning? It burns you and pushes you back, basically. Gotcha. Like you, you didn't expect to be burned, I imagine. No, no, no. So, so would be a recoil. It's a slight recoil. Mick is now fifteen feet in front or fifteen feet in range of the keen and would like to cast Mage Hand and grab the dagger. And can can my Mage Hand stab him? Or is that something I need to do? Mage Hand cannot attack. Dang it. Okay. I get the mage hand and I grab the dagger out of the king's hands and I grab it from the mage hand. The mage hand goes right through the dagger. It touches the king, but it does not make contact with the dagger. (laughs) Guess we gotta convince him. Alright, Vamok takes 15 damage. Take 15 damage. I say, King Hestia... Now it is your turn. Go now into the light. Be free of this prison. There is none. That's not what awaits me. You don't know what awaits me. I have seen what it is like. This is not my first experience with death. It will be your last. Don't you understand? It is the unconquerable. It is important. It cannot be beat. I will not. I cannot submit. I must keep running. I must keep running. Is he running? No, he's just shaking back and forth as Vamok takes another 15 points of damage. You see Brynir. He's been rather silent because he is kind of looking down in shame at hearing the voice of his father, Halvor, and that of one of the elders from his, his home. He then starts to move closer to the king, 
and says, Why? Why can you not end it? What awaits you? You've seen. You've seen it all. What I've done. These nightmares. Here I was free. I could stay away. And then you had to come. You had to come and show them to me. Again and again and again. Don't you see? That's what I will see all the time. Every time. There's no escaping it. Then face it. Every day that I'm living, I face my own nightmares. And everything that I've done in my life, all my regrets, things that I had no control of, I live with daily. I'd rather end it myself. You are an idiot. I am in control. I always was. These were not happenstance. This was not some foul play of some other power. I did these things, you moronic being. You do not answer to nearly as much as I will have to. I can't do it. I won't. I can't. I just keep running. Perhaps, King, you must extend mercy to yourself. And what is mercy? This is not... This is... This is... What is this? You call this mercy? Release yourself from your own suffering. That is mercy. I am not freeing myself. I am subjecting myself to an eternity of it. Here, I was away. I was alone. I was free of it. But if I do this, I see all of this. The hunger, the fall, the bitter, the blade, over and over forever. Enough of this. And Mark takes the dagger out of his heart. As you take another 15 points That's of damage. That's fine. He's going to cast Cure Wounds on himself uh, to staunch the bleeding. Okay. Mark restores 28 hit points and going to hopefully stop the bleeding. You will now take two points of damage every minute because you willingly inflicted a lethal wound on yourself and magic will not heal that. Heal the crazy or... <laughs> heal the fact that you stabbed yourself in the heart. Oh, trick question. Vamok doesn't have a heart. And it's a miracle that you're alive at all. So, uh, set a timer. Every time it goes off, you take two damage. Okay. <laughs> King Hestia, you cannot run forever. We have found you in this place. We have confronted you with these nightmares. And if you do not do this thing, we will never leave. You will face these nightmares over and over and over. No, this is the end. If I, I can stay here forever and never see them. And you'll be here forever. You'll be here trapped with me. Seeing the same things. Think of your son. What would he want for you? You see him break down a little more. What little composure he had gained is now gone again as he cries anew. Says he. He'd be ashamed to see me. But that's where you're wrong. I think he looks forward to the reunion with you. Why not just end it? I told you. I will face my nightmares forever if I do so. Here I can hide. You keep saying this as if you know of a surety that you're going to be facing these things. What if you don't? What if it truly does free you? Unless you've tried it before or have an explicit sentence, then how? 
How are you trapped? What, what do you mean? Well, I'm saying you see it as a one-way street that when you die, you're going to be forced to repeat these experiences over and over again. Do you not doubt at all that that's the only thing waiting for you? I, I hadn't. No, I hadn't thought of that. And besides, the only thing that would keep you there is, honestly, yourself. As my friend here has mentioned, motioning towards Val, I do believe by keeping yourself here, you were not free. Quite the opposite, in fact, you were more a prisoner than you would be there, subject to your own fears. You were a prisoner in this place running from what could have been your true salvation. I understand that things which you have done, as we've seen, must cause some extreme amount of agony and grief. But don't you agree that that in and of itself is a form of suffering? That you've realized here that that was wrong? <laughs> I'd be more concerned if you weren't afraid of what lay beyond. Have, have, have you seen what, what comes next? Personally, I have not. And, and he, he kind of scrambles on the ground and looks up to Val, grabbing at the bottom of your robes or your cloak and he's like have you seen what comes next i have seen an eternity and i survived that and uh well things are not exactly easy on the other side i do believe it is possible to come back i i don't want to, to suffer anymore then you should let yourself go but, but if i stay then then i know i will only suffer a little and if I go, I don't know if I'll suffer at all, or more so. And that is where I think the true mercy lies in all of this, is that you don't know. I think you've built up, as I said, this construct of what could be, but to be honest, it's as if you're being reborn in a way. You don't know what lies beyond None of us do for sure, but we all have lost many close friends. And I can't say that if I hoped or believed in what you're saying is true for the end of all things, that it's mere suffering for our wrongdoings, well, I'd be doing what you're doing here in my life. But you just can't live that way. You have to hope for something better. I, I don't think I can. But if... If, if you are so sure. And he holds out the dagger, proffering it to Rolandir. And Rolandir reaches out his hand and slowly takes it. It is corporeal at this point. And doesn't burn me. It does not. And then just placing one hand on the king's shoulder, says, just have trust hope. Because even if it is as you say it is at first, it doesn't always need to be that way. Can Val take his hand? Just hold the king's hand? Like his free hand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, he, even with his bony fingers, you feel quite a tight grip. Then with this, Rolandir slowly twists the point of the dagger towards the king and thrusts it in there. <laughs> <laughs> As you thrust it in there, the dagger enters the king's chest, 
and a blossom of red appears on his robes and he lets out a (sighs) as the air is pushed from his lungs and as he tries to draw in a breath he can't you hear just the slightest flapping in his throat as his eyes flit between Relandir and Val before drooping and going still. His form goes limp in your grasp. There. Hopefully that is that. And Relandir lets go of his shoulder and unhands the dagger left in his chest and stands up. Can Val perform the same, like, funeral rites that he did for the sun? Yes. As you etch these symbols into the white expanse of ground beneath your feet, it seems to sear them in with your fingertips. And then as you and your simulacrum set King Hestia ablaze, the light seems to encompass all of you to the point where it's blinding. And as you blink around, you are standing in your same positions in the summoning circle beneath the tavern having destroyed the aspect of Yazera. <laughs>